Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the build-up show, Liverpool Tottenham Hotspur, Sunday, 4.30 kickoff. I am your host, Paul Machen. I am joined by Tom Dutton for this one. Um, well, again, Kelly and by Jack Gill. I really struggled with Ben there. <laughs> N. Kelly. <laughs> ben Kelly. Uh, Jack Gill. Um, we're off to a flyer of a start. That's what we brace ourselves as well. I've got no excuse for not being able to talk. Um, it's, a weird, a weird, it's a weird game, this one, Tom. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the rivalry in a bit, but it, it is a big game. You know, It's a very, very good team, regardless of how they started the season. Last time out, you know... I, we took all three points, but it took a Larice Toby Alderweireld incident to get all the points for yeah. us, ultimately. We've ridden our luck a few times already this season. We could really do with just winning this right. Yeah, I mean, there's, like you say, when we ride our luck, if you come up a team that, look, Tottenham haven't started well, but they're still scoring goals, mm-hmm. they've still got dangerous players up top in your cane. Your son, your your, your Lamella and stuff, and, and and Lucas as well. If if you give them a sniff, they will take it. They are top class players. To be fair to them, and yeah, we are, we have scraped through at times. I mean, if it comes down to scraping through, I believe in this team because oh, yeah. we we will get over the line some way, some 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 way so, so, to do it. But it is it's a massive game. You you're coming off the back of look. Both of us have come off. Champions League and, and, and pretty much demolished the teams that we played yeah. played some really good football both teams coming out of that as a high it's going to be it's going to be tasty this is um, a, a really really tricky spell of fixtures we're entering here Ben and it kicks off with kicks off with this one and it culminates in the Man, in the Man City game really and I think the fact that Man City play before us again this weekend means they get the chance to, to, to close the gap etc we're back in this world all of a sudden Um Putting that to one side for the moment, you know, I'd said, I think we did, we did the Around the League show at the start of the week and we talked briefly about, I think we talked briefly about this game and I'd said, I kind of wanted Spurs prior to, to prior to their midweek game. I wanted them to beat Red Star yeah. and I was quite happy for them to beat them well because I think it actually played into our hands a little bit more because I didn't want Spurs coming to us on a, a bounce of not having won in five games. Yeah. Or whatever. Whereas yeah. they'll feel they'll feel a bit more confidence. They'll feel a bit more up for it. And 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 I, I don't want them coming to Anfield and parking the bus. Is kind of what I'm. I'm yeah, yeah. And they'll, well, look, they'll come to the they'll, they'll come a little bit more confidence, but they probably still won't fancy themselves. Which again, I think plays into our hands a little bit because that means that you will probably be able to control the game a little bit more. And I think from our perspective as well, you know, us doing the job 
in Belgium in midweek on the back of, like, if we're being honest, a pretty horrendous performance away at Man United, mm -hmm. and we, where we sh where we basically shit out a draw. Yeah. You know, to 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 have the game in midweek, that 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 benefits us as well to 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 win comfortably there. So going into these games, you know. That at the end of the day, you know they're a top, they're a top six rival by on on paper, and um, and these games are unpredictable. But I, I would fancy us here, you know, to 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 kick on really, given the fact that, you know, um, we played so well in the week. Yeah, um, what's your feelings on this one, Jack? Because, you know, I I feel like these stories of Tottenham's this uh, demise have been greatly exaggerated. Really, I, I, we do this every single season where. There's always going to be good teams that, are, that do struggle just to get up and running. And when they're not foot flat to the floor, as it were, from minute go, you depress the media and rival fans tend to like pounce on it a little bit. I think the idea that Spurs are, are, are rubbish all of a sudden is, is, a, is a big lie, to be honest. Yeah, there's quite a few teams in the top six at the minute where you just can't tell whether it's going to be their day or not. And Tottenham fall into that category, you know. The some days they can turn up and they can blow you away, play some really good football, and you can link them to to, to us and City for for pushing to the title. Obviously, Tottenham the last couple of years have have been up there until the yeah. last few moments where they've dropped off. Um, but to be honest, it's it's like you say they're so hard to judge. Pochettino's so good tactically. Uh, we saw against City earlier on in the season where they they basically put backs to the wall, defended really well. Managed managed to work well for them. They 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 got a point despite not not performing particularly well that day. So it, it's going to be a it's going to be a very tough game, and it's one of them like like we'll talk about in a minute. But they aren't our rivals. They they don't seem anything like rivals. But they're going to want they're going to want revenge for for the Champions League final. The thing for me is well, you speak about Champions League final. When we lost the Champions League final to Madrid, we seemed to kick on, yeah. and it seemed the exact opposite for Spurs yeah. in terms of. They just they seemed deflated, mm -hmm. and there was a lot of talk about because that was meant to be maybe a few players last had are going there, winning the Champions League, and then moving on. And, and manager and, said if they won, he was going to go. Exactly. So what does that do mentally yeah. for the whole team? Thinking, mm -hmm. okay, if my manager was going to go, and then we lost it, and and we're not playing free flowing football, it's not really clicking. You see Ericsson every time I watch him just strolls around the pitch, doesn't care about pressing, doesn't want to do any of that, and it seems like. They need a bit of just reinvigoration, and I don't know where they get that from. I wonder whether that, because the Champions League stuff I think is really interesting, because you're right, I think we, Liverpool went there to, to when, when we lost to Madrid, we went to Kiev, and I think we got a real, like, and, and look, it helps the way the game goes, which sounds really counterintuitive, but all the carrier stuff feeds into them, and, and the challenge, check, yeah. it feeds in, but, no, but it feeds into this notion that, like, on another day, mm. With a different, you know, yeah. different, yeah. you know, blow of the wind, you know, that kind of thing. The butterfly effect, things could have gone differently for us. We didn't feel inferior on the day in any way, shape, or form. You know, we had a, we had a massive straw, show of strength from the fans beforehand in the ground and everything. We stood in every aspect. We felt like we stood toe to toe with Real Madrid. We just crumbled physically and and, had a, and a few issues or whatever on 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 the day. And I don't know where the Tottenham Hotspur in got getting all that way. I don't think they ever felt as though like it was a rightful, their rightful place. Mm -hmm. I, I always felt like, and I got it from the, some of the fans and whatever. Like they felt like, wow, what a great time, what a great opportunity, isn't it? Brilliant for us to be here. But I never got a sense like they felt it was destiny to be to win it or whatever. And then you right. got there the same way though, didn't we? We both we both battled against the odds. Their their yeah. win against Ajax was fantastic. Yeah. I remember watching it, thinking, oh my god, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't amazing because then it's a it's an all English final. Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking, okay. 
I'm a bit worried here because Spurs could could just go right. We've got this mentality. It's ours. The same way we did, and I would, that, that's why I was made up. The, Liverpool the, came out. The difference between the squads, though, and it was yeah, referenced yeah, yeah. like the life cycle of a squad. You know, I always go back to this. That so much of that team was Tottenham's first choice team, Jack. When Jurgen Klopp took his first game in charge of Liverpool. You know, a lot, there's a lot of that team still there, and I wonder whether that's what's kind of happened to them. And I, look, I think they'll come back strong. They'll, they'll give us a, they'll give us a bloody good game at the weekend, and I think they'll, I think they, they will finish top four without a doubt, and they'll probably surprise some people along the way who think they're dead. But the issue they've kind of had is that they've, they've brought this squad up. They've, they've got up. They've probably reached the peak of their powers. Reached the peak of the powers. Come against Liverpool. Had Liverpool. Not really break a massive sweat in winning the final, you know. Albeit we, again, we got a bit lucky with the penalty. It was very sticky. On. It was very hot. Yeah. We did break a sweat in that. Literally, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah metaphorically. Um, and whether they've just kind of gone, well, this is as good as we are, and that's the, the, they've, they've reached seen the levels. As soon as like a champion boxer getting up the, get, you know, going through all the training, and you just step into the ring, it's someone who's just a superior athlete or whatever. Mm. And how do you, when you when you've realised you, you'll never be there? How do you pick yourself I, up? I think you? I think they've been damaged by a lot of media pressure as well. Mm. I think obviously after the Champions League final, they've spent a lot of money, um, and Dombele cost a lot. Obviously, they had to get themselves on loan to to feed into financial fair play because they spent a lot of cash in the summer. They've um, had all this thing with Ericsson and Vertonghen and whatever's Palace. going on there. They've the had <laughs> they've always got Pochettino leaving, always linked to Real, always linked to to Man United. I think it's one of them where. Like you say, I think people are looking at this Tottenham side and they, they have world-class players who are going to want to win trophies and yeah. they're in the sort of situation that we were in a few years ago where we've got world-class players who are saying, yeah, this is good, but I want more. Yeah. And at the minute for Tottenham, while they're still not winning stuff, they get knocked out the Carabao Cup to, I've forgotten who it is, Colchester, I think it is. Yeah. Um, they're in the Champions League getting dicked by Bayern and, and stuff like that. And it's just, they're just one of them teams where you, you can't see where they're going to get their, their luck, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I um, One thing that I think was quite funny, just that, just lastly on the Champions League final stuff, and this is the, the world that we're not kind of privy to because we kind of live in the, in our own little bubble, you know, in the, in, at times up, up in Liverpool. But when you live in London, you've got to live with rival <laughs> fans constantly, not just one or two. It's not just living with Evertonians. Like you know, it, there's like a, it's like a food chain in London of like who you know who, who's at the top of it at any given point. And I love the notion that there's like uh, Chelsea fans winding them up. Yeah. Because they won the Europa League and Spurs lost the Champions League final. Whereas I'll be perfectly honest, I'd rather lose a Champions League final than win a win a Europa League. It's just a sad state of affairs. But yeah, so yeah, I, I think they've had to live with with more banter than most have over the summer. So I do have a, a degree of sympathy with Tottenham Hotspur fans. But um, but as mentioned, I don't consider them rivals, and I, and I find that really odd when I think about it. I got asked to do a video for Ball Street a couple of years ago, and it was like talk about the rivalry because I remember um, the Fighting Cock podcast put a, a graphic out about about how many years they finished above us or something like that, get back in your whole Liverpool fans, blah, blah, blah. And I, I remember thinking like, oh, wow, I never thought you had an opinion on us. I don't even... I never. When I'm asked to name the top teams, like, it's embarrassing <laughs> how often I go... And someone goes, Tottenham, Paul. I go, oh, f- Tottenham! You know, like, you know, because I, 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 I don't like Chelsea. Can't stand Chelsea. I can't stand, obviously, United. 
I've got to, I, I, I remember seeing us lose the title in 89 to, to, to Arsenal, so I've always always got that kind of thing. And then, I, and, and then City, more recently, I always had a soft spot for City in the 90s because of Oasis and all that kind of stuff, but now I can't stand them because of, because of recent rivalry. But Spurs, I don't have this any anti This is probably why they hate us. Because <laughs> when you think about it, because we're going, who, who? And they're like, hello. And we're just like, you know. Well, yeah. I'm your arch nemesis. Yeah. And you're like, sorry, who are you yeah. again? Yeah. Rivalries are born out of success now, they really. It's why, look, as much as we didn't want it, and I don't, I still don't really want it, us and City is sort it's a rivalry now because yeah. we're battling for the top stuff. We're battling every time. And I don't remember really battling with Spurs every time. Yeah, we used to battle for top four. We were battling stuff like against that. our own ineptitude. They thought they were battling against us and we were battling against us being shit. Yeah. And looking at ourselves going, like, like running, a, running a race and looking at you, we're looking at our legs going, why are you shit? Why aren't we faster? Why aren't we running yeah. better? And they're looking behind going, whoa, we're doing, we're doing, ah, your face is a pool. And, but, 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 why aren't I, why, why aren't I better? I can't, I can't think what spares have won in my lifetime. Mm, and then, like, yeah, since I've started watching yeah. footy. League Cup in 2009, I think. So then, like, that's what it is. I look at people and rivalries are born out of jealousy and stuff like that. Arsenal, I remember seeing them and United battling it out constantly. It yeah. went And thinking, wow, these are two top sides. And Spurs had a great side. I don't want to downplay them at all. But the only time I can remember, really, is when they dropped off in the title race last season, I think it was. And in the Champions League final, oh not the season before, sorry, and in the Champions League final, and you're thinking that's the only time they've ever been in my conscience. I suppose this, there's a this, it's a bit like the City rivalry in some respects, Jack, because I remember in 13, 14, I loved the battle we had with Man City that season. I genuinely loved it. I really liked their team. I liked the manager. I liked. I just liked. I liked the loads about them, and they were. I didn't know en- enough. I hadn't seen enough of just. I mean, you've seen how weird Man City fans are online now. Mm. Now, but at the time, I didn't. You didn't really. You didn't really see it. So I enjoyed it from a football rivalry. I thought it was. This is going to be a really positive rivalry we have, and then we dropped off, and then we got rubbed in our faces for a bit, and then we come back, and it's gotten a bit. It's just a bit odd. Mm. Our rivalry with them—it's a bit it, more from their side. I think it's a bit weirdly bitter and twisted. Yeah. yeah, but I could see it being like that a bit with Spurs. I think we've got a good football rivalry going with them, but nothing, nothing deeper. It's one of them, isn't it, where the Tottenham fans are always going to try and force a rivalry. They Liverpool fans have this stereotype that we're easy to bite or we're easy to wind up or whatever. But I, th- I think, to be honest with you, as you say, I'm not, I'm not bothered about Tottenham. They're just one of them teams where, actually, I wouldn't mind them winning the league to stop Chelsea, United, mm. Arsenal. If, if we're not in the race, yeah. I wouldn't mind because yeah. as long as those lot don't win it, Tottenham can have it all they want. It was all those Arsenal fans who came out and like, oh, we're going to support Liverpool on the final. We get loads of abuse for this, and I just said, "Fuck off, Arsenal! We don't want your support. <laughs> have a holiday. <laughs> just go and have a holiday. Go and see your family. Just leave it alone. Don't watch the game. Yes. You know, we don't want your support. We're fine." And a lot of people go, "Oh, no, don't be so salty." I was like, "I don't want that. Forget Arsenal. I don't want Arsenal fans back at us anyway." So in that regard, you're right. I prefer. I'd much rather Spurs be successful than any of the other London clubs because. Again, just fine, just fine aren't they? That might change if they get sort of the weekend, to oh, be fair. Um, <laughs> Tom, speaking of the weekend then, Jürgen Klopp's got some options. Now, we're recording this ahead of the, the, the press conference. We'll be doing the, I'll be doing the starting 11 prediction a little bit later on on Friday, so I, when I, I've got to clear a picture of things. We'll do preferred 11s in, in, a, in a little bit. But the we played ourselves into a position all of a sudden, and it's been a bit of a slow burn, mm-hmm. and it, 
it might come too soon for Naby and, and, and Ox, given their exertions in midweek. But players off the bench, Paul. We've got yes. attacking midfielders off the bench, yeah. and it's been it's been a while where you can look at it and go because there was always there was always doubt. You can say, oh, you can bring Cater on, you can bring Oxley Chamberlain on, but are they going to affect football games? The answer now is yes, and you've also got Lallana in there. The answer now is yes, where you can rely, yeah. not maybe not rely on them, but in the same way as Divock Origi, when we were like, hmm, can we really rely on him? And he comes on and he makes an impact every time, and I, I love the fact now that I was looking at our top scorers, and Mane's on nine in all comps, I'm pretty sure. Mane's on nine, Salah's on seven, Firmino's on three, Milner's on two. We're just getting goals from other places as well in terms of, Spares have got Keynes on 10, who's firing away their top scorer, yeah. because they're just going for this focal point, and yeah. then the Son, Lucas and Lamella, who are, who are helping as well, but I think, I, I just really enjoy the fact how that... How many we, goals have they scored? Uh, just to see how well your point holds up. They've scored, Son's five, Lucas is five, Lamella's four. They've scored... So, yeah, what you're yeah, saying is... <laughs> I was just, I'm just spotting numbers for, yeah, I'm just protecting numbers. you from the but, comments. But <laughs> what it is, is you can now... <laughs> have people who are joining the attack yeah. from midfield, which is what we've needed, in, in, especially against United. What it is, is we've got players there, because I think the Origi comparison is interesting, but I don't think Origi has a transformative, a positive transformative effect on the side. No. I think Naby and Ox do. I think Lallana and Origi, they're both players who, for whom you can drop them in individually and you don't see a significant drop-off. You your team can still perform, but... Naby and Ox are completely different to the yeah. other the other players we've got. That's yeah. the first time I've been banging this drum all summer and even like you know last season. We finally got to see Fabinho, Naby and Ox. There's a chance, Ben, that that might be the midfield that Jürgen Klopp's wanted all along. Mm. And we're going on about this, our understanding of what Liverpool's midfield is. And it, he likes a functional midfield. He likes Jordan yeah. Henderson and Wijnaldum. He likes, likes the, the grafters. Yeah, he loves, yeah. loves a grafter in the midfield. Well, we don't know that because he's never had... This is yeah. the first time he's had the option of a fully fit of those two players that's going Yeah, definitely, I think. And we saw the evidence is is there from the Man United game and, and even in the week as well, you know, the way... Because we, we were just so lacking of ideas away at Old Trafford. And once he brought those players on who had just a little bit of extra creativity yeah. and a little bit of, you know, could maybe see passes that the likes of Jordan Henderson doesn't. And that's not a criticism of Jordan Henderson, but it's just, it's just what different players are good at. And... Uh, you know, having come away from, from 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 Man United, and you know, I was pretty much happy with that midfield in terms of the the way it worked and the way it operated. But it left me wanting more post post Man United when I saw those players. And obviously, we saw them in the week. Oxley Chamberlain gets two goals. I now feel like I'm I'm ready for a freshening up of the midfield in, in the league sense as well. I think actually, personally, I think our best midfield is. Fabinho, one of Henderson, Genie, one of Cater and Ox. I think that provides the best balance. Yeah. I think that's probably what we'll see at the weekend. Um, or that's what I'd like to see at the weekend, uh -huh. as we'll come to later. Um, but yeah, I think I think those players now, you know, suddenly you kind of forget about them because obviously Ox in particular, you know, he was out for so long. Cater was only sort of fits and starts last season. You know, yeah. he had a he had a good he had a good period sort of around you know, February, March, April, where, you know, he was, he was coming in for the quarterfinals of the Champions League and the buying game and stuff like that. But obviously then he gets injured as well, so he drops off again. And now suddenly, the more you see of them, the more you're reminded of what sort of talented players they are and, and, and how, how many options we suddenly have in the midfield. It's great. And Tom's smiling to himself because he knows them right yeah, there. No, <laughs> the, the, the Oxford Chamberlain stuff's interesting. So um, Anfield Index did something on the... On, Stats on Ox and what have you in this pressing game. Dan Kennett, our good friend uh, and uh, football analyst, 
wrote about it. This is huge for our season. Ox is an eight, is a phenom, which I love. I love that. It's up there with the Undertaker. Um, no other player in our team offers the level of intensity, counter pressing, and power that he does. Not even Bobby or Fab. Equivalent of 12.2 kilometers in a game. We have 76 possession. Is lots and lots of fire emojis. Uh, for me, he's our best player without the ball by a long way and should be first name in the team sheet versus City in November. With him, we can repeat the performances of 17 18. No one in the City team can live with his physicality and intensity. And that's the thing. I think, Jack, there's going to be horses for courses. And that's the beauty of the squad yeah. that we've got. I don't expect us to play that midfield all the time but there'll be two there'll be different types of games there'll be games when you're coming up against Man City you're coming up the best you're coming up against the best teams in the world and they're going to put their best team in the world against our best team in the world and the best best team in the world will come out on top there'll be teams where like Man United like you know, your, your, your Burnleys of yours, your Stoke all that kind of stuff, who are going to be defensive, they're going to park the bus, and you're going to need a, a super attacking team because you're just going to be charged with winning the game. And there'll be other games on the flip where you're going to need to be quite combative or what have you. And Ben's right, there'll be games when you can unleash that midfield three, there'll be games when you play one one of them, and there'll be games when you absolutely need Genie and Henderson in there. But again, that is that bodes so well for us because, like I said, we've just not had that option. We haven't seen... Klopp's final form team in full action yet, I don't think. The the season's 38 games long. That's just the Premier League. Then Dynamite inside, Jack. In, in, <laughs> in the Champions League, you've got at least six. And it's just one of them where it's a different dynamic. Yeah. And me and Chris had this discussion a few weeks ago about the need of a creative midfielder. Was it a discussion? <laughs> Debate it argument. Was, it was a it was a debate that Chris heavily won. <laughs> but to be honest with you, what was your, was your point that we my, needed my more, point more was that at times you need a creative midfielder. At times it seems as though we're lacking some creativity from the midfield. You um, were hundred percent right in that argument. I, I do I do I do believe I was right in that in that sense. <laughs> However, it's I get what Chris is saying, and it comes from the point where. We're not always based around our midfield needing to attack, mm. needing to get goals from our midfield. Mm. A midfield of Henderson, Genie, Milner, although it's painful to watch at times, it's needed for the game. Now, what I love to see is when we do give Oxay chamberlain a, a, a run because last season, where I think where my opinion of where we fell was in games like United away, Everton away and Leicester and then I feel as though the problem was lacking a creative midfielder, which now we've got Naby and Oxley chamberlain back in good form. Yeah. This I mean, is perfect for look me. Look at, we just had no one last season, really. We had a couple of examples of it when Henderson stepped up yeah. in the back end of the season. I think he offered a bit more mm. of this. The Oxley chamberlain goals against City two seasons ago in, in the league and in the Champions League. Yeah. We had no one doing that for us. So you, you're right. Yeah. I think the problem is when people say creative midfield, they, they have this vision of I think like a number of a number ten. Coutinho. Yeah. That's yeah. What Coutinho. Of Coutinho or yeah, it's, someone in his or, or you know I, I referenced Pablo Aymar for some reason on the post match show the other day, yes. which of course people of a certain age, old school footy manager, chap manager, player players will will get that reference. But um, you know that's it. You're tricky, lightweight, yeah. but you know gets loads of assists and, and, and scores well. And he's but we, you need to do more in, in, yeah. in, in the we field. But you're right; those players, they just get, they just play between the lines yeah. a bit more. They break a bit more. He's faster. They dribble with it. Wan Aldum can do that, but I don't. I think there's a limit to what he, he can do in our team. And same with Henderson, Oxley Chamberlain, and slightly, you know, probably slightly deeper in that. Naby Keita, 
they they're they're at they're a level up. And so you're right. There's, there's games where and Chris is right in so much as for the way that Liverpool's best current team plays. Yeah. The creativity comes from the wide positions. It comes from Trent and it comes from Andy Robertson, which is why they get so many assists. But there will come a game every now and again, or maybe more often than not, as teams look to try and nullify us, where you're just banging on the door. And we've seen it. We got lucky-ish against Arsenal because that exact that game was going exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. It was a good ball into the box and it's a set piece, isn't it? That where we we yeah. finally yeah. break them down. But there's going to be games where you're going to need other ways of doing it, and that's where Oxley Chamberlain. That, that's where that. I think Klopp got it perfect against United because you know when do we see Klopp actually making an early early substitution? But he bought was it. Uh, Ox on after 60 minutes, 60 yeah, and um, it was it was just like he knew he knew that we needed a creative a creative player in that game. The where I'm where I feel as though it's um, it's coming is obviously with with Naby Keita going into that game against Genk. Everyone's eyes was on him going oh. This is when we're going to unleash Kaita. Everyone forgot about Oxley Chamberlain yeah. being in the lineup. Well, Ox showed us, didn't he? You know, it, 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 you can caveat it, Tom, with it being Genk all, all we want. I mean, that's fine to say, like, you know, not necessarily the best the best team we're going to face this, this season by any stretch, although I, I, was, I was impressed by them. Yeah. Like, but what he did, he scored, two, he scored two boss goals from positions of the pitch where we don't score goals. Th- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I think the thing is with Oxley chamberlain you're talking about we're changing our midfield because we can't get any joy out of the, 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 the flanks. When we played against Geng, Oxley chamberlain was doing the Coutinho role in terms of scoring from outside the box. It didn't nullify our, our wing play at all. James Milner was still getting up the side of the pitch. Andy Robertson was still playing well on that left-hand side, linking with Naby Keita. So it, it's the best of both worlds when Oxley chamberlains on the pitch and when we, we get our tactics spot on, which we did against Geng. And I, I really love that in prospect. Is having we've we've spoke how many times about we've got so many options in attack. We've got our fullbacks racing on. We've got our we've got our wingers tucking in, but can also get to the byline. We've got Bobby Firmino. He does magical things in the midfield, in the in the in the in the middle of the park. Sorry to to link it all up. And now we've got these attacking midfielders. 
in prospect who can come in and when Bobby Firmino wants to drop deep and wants to link up play and it's getting a bit tight in the midfield, Oxley chamberlain just has a shot. Yeah. You've seen Gina Wijnaldum even had a few shots every now and then. Naby Keita had a go at it and, and it's creating so many more dangerous uh, dangerous situations it gets, and it frees up so many more players that, that are usually double marked. The teams defend it's so compact in the middle of the defence because that's what you do you're protecting you're protecting your 18 yard box mm -hmm. effectively so we play wide to try and to try and stretch things out but you so often not you get into a routine and we've seen that sure it's happening in Sheffield United happening in Manchester United as well then we're you're just repeating the same process mm. and then you're ending up in a situation where you're lumping the ball into the box and you're asking Firmino, Mane, yeah. Salah to try and beat these six or four centre-halves in the air. The balls are going to be perfect in that regard and we're better than most at doing yeah. that so we've still got that as an Arsenal. But every now and again, just having someone you need in that instance where it's so tight in front of goal down yeah. the middle of the park, you need brilliant technicians as well. You need lads who's just touch is tighter, mm. it's quicker, they move the ball and having, a, having an eye for goal as well, you know, so all of a sudden you're set, Liverpool are going to play that wide, we play the ball into the midfield, well you know they're just going to shift it out to the other side, then all of a sudden Ox just hits it. Yeah. First time no, with no, the outside of no. his boot onto the top of the crossbar, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, but that's it, and you know, look, he's not going to score every, with every shot. And yeah, you don't want to end up in, yeah, exactly. You don't want to end up in a continuous situation where you're having 50 shots a game and you're doing fuck all because you need to have this yeah. process. But it's again, it strings to the bow that we haven't had. In, uh, yeah, in, and we're in discovering year. that. And you know, we touched on it. You touched on it just then. You know, that Genk is Genk again. But at the same time, you know, last season the the Red Star home game was a big game for Fabinho, yeah. where he came in and he was absolutely outstanding. Mm. And it was all dressed up. Well, it was only Red Star and all that. But these are the games where. Catering at Oxlade-Chamberlain will now be sat down, shown their performance back, and you're going, this is what you're doing, This you're doing this right, and you're, yeah. doing, you're doing all these things correctly, and they can build on that. And these are the type of games where, when you do play well, that gives you confidence. You're told exactly what you do, you're doing, you're told where to improve, yeah. and you take that then into the bigger games, such as this one. And Absolutely. You, you know what, as well, the, for ages we've been saying about the fact what's different between us and City, obviously City blow away teams, we don't, then... With that midfield, I think we're fully capable of, of blowing away teams. Mm -hmm. When you talk about the teams at the lower end of the, of the league, I, I really feel like there is so much creativity with that, in that team when you put Trent in as well and, and Robbo on the left. The, there's just so much creativity that we, we will be able to yeah. blow away teams. Well. Another old wrestling reference, but like the, old, the left one don't get you, then the right one will, or the middle one. Or the guy just yeah. behind the middle one, or the yeah. guy just left, just just next to him, or the guys out wide. We you've just added more ways in which we can hurt you. And there's only there's only so much when you teams at certain levels. There's only so much they can do. Yeah. You know I mean, there's only so much of that you can cover. So no, very very exciting indeed. And um, we're going to talk about what whether these lads actually get into our preferred 11s in a moment. Uh, but first, we did the Reds News Roundup show this week uh, with Mister Steehor. It was an absolute belter. Uh, take a look and listen to this. I wonder. I sometimes wonder whether um, Jurgen Klopp looks at Raheem Sterling, and as a bit of a shame that he, that those guys never cross paths. And you know, you, obviously they're both they're both English, they're both young players, they're both great talents. And wonder whether you know if he buys somebody like Jaden Sancho, can he mould him and develop him into a top? Because look, there's no there's no arguing that Raheem Sterling's really kicked on under a top manager at, at Manchester City. You know, I, I don't know who's in charge at Dortmund now right now, but you know if. Imagine somebody like somebody like Sancho under one of the best managers in the world. 
what I've seen of Sancho so far, like I, I'm not completely convinced he's going to be worth 100, 125 million, but nobody thought Raheem Sterling was going to be worth 49 at the time. Inflation in the market means that we're probably looking at fees similar to what you would have been paying. So if you get if you buy if you buy Sancho now for 120 million quid and he ends up at the levels that Sterling's at, you go well. That's right now you go well. That's good value for money. Well, that's what we've got to do. We've seen this for years. <coughs> we, we we've built now. And what you do is you do what Barcelona have been doing. The Barcelona model is... Just top it off. You just top it off. Every now and again, you, every couple of seasons, you go and buy a, a massive player who's brilliant. You go and buy one of the best in the world. You know, to, 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 and, then, and then you have the, the best years of them at your club. And then you fill the rest of your squad out with, hopefully, some very talented young lads who are, co- who are coming through. And A lot of this will depend on winning a Premier League title or whatever, or continue to win Champions League. Just so you're making sure that the lads who are in there have, have got those experiences to, to pass around the squad. But for me, yes, look, Sancho's on that list, isn't he? The, the lads. I think I, I'm just reading the, you know, the, the 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 tea leaves and all that kind of stuff. Like I have a very strong feeling that they're probably going to go big for someone in the summer. I keep hearing the Mbappe stuff. It's never going to be Mbappe. But it, it, Sancho does fit the mark. He's English as well, which I think is a big thing, and it gets under, shouldn't be underestimated that we're going to need as many English players as possible. Yeah, there you go. You can get that full show on the RedmenTV.com. It's completely free for the first month, so if you want that, we do wrap up the big, interesting Liverpool news stories each and every week, as well as the midweek final word, because obviously you'll see now Monday final word is out as replacing the podcast. But if you like that show, that's there for the Champions League games, the League Cup games, etc. in the midweek, as well as the instant match reaction, which this week uh, had Alan Kennedy on us in a, in a, in a, in a bar in town which was an absolute belter uh, Chris's stats and tactics so there's a whole host of absolutely amazing content and exclusive interviews with uh, the Liverpool manager Liverpool players past uh, and uh, present as well and on the website so yeah you can go over and check all that stuff out uh, anyway preferred 11s Jack um, have you done have you got any anything just anything interesting anything out of the ordinary going for you well, I've got Robbo to start. I think he'll be. I think he'll be fit for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I mean, all, all being fit, are you going back? Everyone going back with the the back five. The back five. Yeah. Matic yeah. back in. No. Oh no, Gomez comes in. Okay. And it depends how. It obviously depends how, how Spurs set up. I had a look. The last five games, they played a four-two-three-one. Then before that, three-four-two-one. Before that, they played a four-two-three-one again. Then a four-one-two-one-two. And then a four-two-three-one. So they're changing. They're changing pretty regularly, yeah. which is mad. So we don't know how they're going to set up, but they have some pace. At the, they have some pace up top. Mm-hmm. If they play Lucas and Son, which I, I'm a, sort of half expecting, uh, I don't know why Lucas didn't play last time. But but it's what if that happens? Joe Gomez's pace is going to be invaluable. And look, as good as Joe Matip is, and he is fantastic. I think Joe Gomez can more than withstand it, and I want to see him play. I really do want to see him play centre I I know these are our preferred 11s, but I do wonder whether the reason Joe Gomez didn't play in the week is because Matip isn't going to be fit. That's a good I, point. I think because yeah. I, I don't see, you'd, I'd have just assume that he would have just dropped go. And to be fair, you know, it, it, the fact that he didn't play at all as well, you know, because yeah. he would have played right back if Trent wasn't there. He could have played centre back, but he didn't play at all. So I think he doesn't want to play Lovren. So he, he, and then he brought Gomez on for half an hour or however long yeah. he got, and I, I get the feeling. I mean, I would prefer to see Matip in personally just yeah, because yeah. of how well he's playing. But I get the feeling that it's gonna be Robbo, Virgil, Gomez, yeah. Trent. We were sat here prior to the game, and I think it was right at the end. And I threw it in like Lovren, anyone? And was oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I mean, Lovren does. Lovren is Lovren, isn't he? I think you know, you know, you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get large. You get fantastically committed performances and the occasional brain fart. Um, 
Tottenham Hotspur and Lovren fills me with a cold yeah, dread. No. Yeah, no. So I get the Gomez stuff. So potentially, potentially interesting. He's good shout. enough, Paul. He is good enough, and it depends about Trent. I know he was he, he was ill, wasn't he, the other day? Maybe then you put Gomez on the right hand side, and you do put a Joe Matip in if he's back. Yeah. If not, Lovren comes in there. That's the best I mean, thing no, about no, Gomez. He's versatile. Well, the best thing about Lovren, in some regards, isn't it, is that like. None of us would have him in our best 11s, no. or none of us would choose to have Lovren in, which is a bit unfair, really. Yeah. But he's never gonna, he doesn't deliberately make mistakes. He's, a, he's, a, he's perfectly capable of coming, which against Leicester comes in, you know, comes into that game, Jack. The, the, and he's, you know. the best thing about that as well is obviously when Cop first came, it was when Van Dyke first came as well, it was very much Lovren and Van Dyke. And, we haven't gone out and bought anyone new. We've just used the centre-backs we've got and coached them to be better. And now Lovren's fallen behind. And yeah. it's like you said a few weeks ago, Paul, that you deem Lovren as probably one of the worst players in the squad. And that's saying a lot. He's yeah. been a Champions League winner. He's been a World Cup finalist. Yeah. It's, it's one of them, isn't no, it? Absolutely. Where... absolutely. Um, midfield then, has anyone, has anyone gone for being your Naby Oxigade? No. No, no, no I, agree. I agree on that. I think... Henderson, yeah. yeah. Henderson, Fabinho, Cater. You think Cater comes in? Yeah. I, I think you have to start Ox. I think how did you, what Ox has been asking for recently is is that he wants regular game time, uh, so it, it can make him fitter again. And I think it's it's perfect for him. How how can you drop him after the that only, performance? I don't know if you play him because they both Henderson and Ox have both played on that right hand side. That's is the only thinking. issue. And we're talking about how good Chamberlain and Cater are, and. Look, that midfield of Fabinho, Henderson, Genie is also fantastic. And the reason why Henderson's fantastic on the right hand side, yes, he plays in a little bit differently to Chamberlain, and we're speaking about how it doesn't disrupt the, 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 the game on the right hand side and the left hand side when Ox comes in. But I love seeing Henderson going past. When he's in full flow and he's linking up with Trent and Salah on that right hand side, he is fantastic. So I think he's he, we need that workhorse as well. We can't underestimate. Spares on the on on the counter. My, we really my, can't. My feeling because I was talk, I was talking to someone about this the other day, and I, I said, "How do you how do you not play Ox? How do you know he, you know, he only played the hour? How do you turn around to have and score two? You know, oh, sorry, however long he played a bit longer, didn't he? But mm. either way, mm. he scored two goals. He's finally in form. He's finally fit. How do you turn around to Oxley Chamber so you're not starting this game? And I say, well, mate, you're still coming back. Mm. Jordan Henderson's had a full week off now. He he's ready. He needs he needs a big performance to be honest. I think his his form started to tail off yeah. a little bit, but I think he he loves the challenge. He loves to kick up the arse as well. And I agree. Look at the Spurs game. We were much better than Spurs last season. They change formation. They they kind of get themselves back into it. And I know we needed that thing at the end, but for me, I'm turning around to Ox and going, right, lad, you're first sub. You're coming on at an hour. If this game's not, if this game's going our way, you'll come on. If this game's not going our way, you're going to come on on as well. And I want you to have this impact at this level coming mm-hmm. coming off the bench because I think the issue we've we've sort of got for now is that I think it's Henderson or Ox and I think it's Wijnaldum or Naby in terms of the positions in a 4-3-3. In a, in a it's amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. They're, all, they're all brilliant. I'm at, like, they walk into so many sides and uh, the, the thing is, Cater, I would love to see Cater play but again, I'm perfectly fine. I want to see Fabinho, Hendo, Genie. Yeah. As much as it, that's what battles, yeah. that's what gets in there and you're coming up against some top midfielders there against Spurs as well Put it, get in tight, get the pressure on. I think the midfield battle is important in this game because I think where you look at Tottenham at the minute, I think 
with their defence is very weak. I think their midfield has also been weak recently and it, it looks unbalanced. Um, and the midfield battle could be very important. So so for that, I do like the argument of, of Fabinho, Wijnaldum and, and obviously uh, Henderson. Uh, but I just think that if, like it's like you said, how, how do you say to Oxlade-Chamberlain you can't play this game? And for me, I had down here put Wijnaldum and Oxlade-Chamberlain in the midfield because for me, that can get at Tottenham, yeah. exploit their weaknesses, which is they're in the midfield and the defence, and just give them a game. I get, I get the feeling Henderson's nailed on to play to yeah, I just think because he, because of the amount of work he puts in, and, and, and Chamberlain does it, and and Genie and Genie does it, but I think. The amount of ground Henderson covers, I think, in a big game like this, mm. I think Klopp fans really key. Yeah, and, and let's not forget, again, there's going to be a situation where I don't... You're not making the team more attacking. If you Let's, let's say you start with that, I mean, you've got Wijnaldum Henderson on the bench. You bring different things. Mm. Look, we saw Henderson and, and Milner change the game away at Southampton last season, so caveat what I'm saying with, with that touch. But I think there's something to having those extra depths to go to because we don't have another... True, you know, we've got if you get but it goes back to Rigi on the bench, fine, you know, but you, we don't have another like world class forward to bring on. So if you want to go a bit deeper, spit this could be a game where it's nil nil with ten minutes to go, with yeah. fifteen minutes to go. You want to, you want game changes. You want to be able to go up a gear. I think, I think, I think we're going to see a lot more of that of like Liverpool making it. 20 minute, 30 minute matches in these situations where you tie them out with all the running, the, the pressing and all that kind of stuff and then you bring these finesse players on and just go, Poof. we saw it, champion, uh, the Charity Shield uh, against Man City when we uh, absolutely went for that game yeah. and, and we saw it at, at Old Trafford and then we started it against Genk. That's where my sort of feelings are. I love how we're not even speaking about Fabinho not playing, by the way. Like, <laughs> there oh, there yeah, could just... be an argument that Genie comes and sits in six because he can do it. Yeah. Could be an argument that Hendo drops in, which probably won't happen. But just the fact that he's now, he allows everything else to happen. We, well, we, I think we spoke about it at post-Genk. Yeah. And we were saying, we literally left, I think it was James Sutton saying, we literally left three people at the back. And uh, well, forward the goalkeeper and just went there. You go because we trust implicitly yeah. in 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 that we've got a spine of players that are that are world class. And I mean, it could be a case. Can be no might need a rest. He's played a lot of football. Yeah, I wouldn't be adverse to seeing Gene Wijnaldum in the six with a Naby Keita and a Henderson there. Well, yeah. I think that's that's got good and balance. You as mentioned well. it, and you know. I think we've seen it, probably not this game. Cause I think you want Fabinho in your, you course, know, he's, yeah. your in your big games because he's your big yeah. he's your big game player in that regard. But in terms of, in terms of freshening up, that that could be a solution to get. How do you get Ox and Naby into the team? Do you drop Henderson back into the six for this one or, or one yeah, Alden? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see all these midfields at some point. Could even go to a two. You got the yeah, Arsenal Cup game next week. You know, yeah. they're, they're, it's going. It's definitely going to be freshened up. I'd be surprised if Fabinho plays there. The point. So. The point for me is that the, the Dan Kerrett made made that was is spot on. Is that I think you're engineering a situation to the best of your ability where your absolute one hundred percent A star grade team. Is available for that Man City game yeah, at Anfield, yeah, yeah. Um, and so with that mean, does that mean that Oxford Chamberlain is? But what you, is do that? you keep him? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. We don't know what that is at this point. It's, it's probably the midfield. It's, it's definitely it? one of Naby and Ox, almost certainly Ox. I think in the mid in the midfield yeah. in that in that game. With the but, genie on the left. 
potentially. To, to, like, and that's the thing. And then you, I guess you can kind of switch it in and make it a two when you need to be like more defensive in that mm. sense. Yeah. It's a, I love this fact that we were speaking about. I remember pre-season, everyone's going, oh, we need to sign people. And Klopp was like, no. I've got the players at my disposal. I'm just going to use them. And we were all saying, every single one of us was saying, no, we need this, we need this. And obviously there's question marks about the front three and who comes in. Because there is a bit of a drop-off just because they're so world-class. Yeah. he's very good. He's not that uh, like top echelon. Yeah. But... We like we're seeing we're bearing the fruits nobody of it now. Can, nobody cry asked at Barcelona when they looked at when they went hang on a second back in the day Neymar Suarez and Messi well who's underneath them no one went well that's a significant drop off in quality but, but because of course of course there is yeah of course you know what I mean? so yeah. world class is world class but I think one thing what if you could tell if, one uniform thing that we know about how Klopp uses his squad is that he doesn't rotate the front three, he rotates the midfield. Yeah. And we've not been able to rotate the midfield because with the players that we've got, mm. the, the players there haven't been fit. and, could yeah. be, and So we've had to get them up to speed and you know we do finally have those options mercifully. Um, the, amazing thing, the amazing thing as well about this is we, we haven't spoken about Alana once during this whole mm. conversation. Yeah. He scored for us last week, he'll be boosted by that as well. And we have another player on the bench there that, yeah, is, there's, there's a severe... Difference in quality between the likes of him, uh, Oxlade Chamberlain, Kaito, and him, in my opinion. But he's still a good player, and yeah. he still showed on Sunday that he c- he can be important for us. And yeah. like I remember Daniel Sturridge last season, he didn't really do much for us last season. But the one thing you'll remember of Daniel Sturridge last season was that curled uh, strike ball. against Chelsea, yeah. where he, yeah. he got us a point, which PSG, which was, PSG, yeah, which was massive for us. And it was just um, these lads have all got a role yeah, exactly, to play, and, exactly. and, and I think it's we get sucked into this notion of a better, the yeah. best eleven. I think at times, I know I was brought up for the City game. Couple know what is you know, for me the best, your best eleven is is dependent on your opponents. Mm. But you know, you, I guess the the true argument is when you come up against the best, the best team you can possibly face, and and you want to go have a bit of a slugfest with them who's the, who, who's in that team but you, you're right we don't play Man City every yeah. week yeah. you've got to find different ways of beating things and we finally seem to have that capability right um, yeah let me know your preferred 11s in the comment section underneath let's have some oh well, in fact actually we'll have score predictions in a second um, I'll just highlight a couple of rival fixtures I brought Leicester Southampton in because I've got this real feeling that Southampton are going to do Leicester on Friday okay. on, on Friday night um, you know you just you look at like there's a reason the di- why teams that are challenged for top four don't challenge beyond is because they go away to Southampton and lose these is kind it, of is games is it at Leicester or Southampton it's at oh sorry yeah but sorry it's at, it's at Leicester but you, right, sorry, you think you mean the they, play yeah, against yeah. Those, they play against those kind of teams the pure Brendan Rodgers Achilles heel is old Southampton Leicester go uh, second as well if if they win I so. mean don't get me wrong I'd love that pressure on Man City yeah. I'd, I'd love Brendan to put the pressure on uh, on City that would be incredible like the olden days but like Liverpool yeah. um, Man City face Aston Villa the early kickoff on Saturday um, Villa win that Paul <laughs> <laughs> all day Villa win that um, they're a good side Villa you know, obviously you, what, joking, you fancy Man City because yeah. they're at home and it's you know, they do but Dean Smith has them organised, you know. You know if they, if they can, if they can just hold on in there, like Bang a couple team. of worldies John in McGinn. from forty yards. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking that as well, and then I watched his um, press conference on Sky Sports News yesterday, and it came up: the only way to stop Raheem Sterling is by tying his shoelaces together. <laughs> so if that's his plan, then <laughs> well, I'm go for it. You know, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Um, right, cool. Um, score predictions then, Jack. What do you think? Three one. Ben. Mm, I don't know. Three, three one. Yeah. Clean sheet all day. Ooh. 2 0. OK. 
Okay. I'll go 2 1, but I think rather than it being their defence chucking one in for us, I think it'll go quite similar to last time, but we'll we'll just go on and we'll score the second goal properly. Afterwards. Champions League final all over again. Nice little 2 0. Mane hitting at a player's arm. Nice little 2 0. No, it's another example. I keep talking, we talk about this all the time. We did this all last season. We'll do it all this season, undoubtedly. But because the Man City players will be will, will be safely tucked up with their three points from the early early Saturday, they're all going to be watching this. It would be nice for us to not break a sweat because they'll have been so buoyed by the Man United game yeah. last week. I don't want that again. You're right. If you can just go out there and just be the clean sheet, massive for me, Paul. Yeah. It's massive. Yeah. We haven't had a clean sheet for ages, and Alison was fuming the other day. It shouldn't have been allowed to happen that Gent goal yeah. and. Our defence is good enough. I don't know why we're, why we're conceding these goals. We need to snuff that out. Yeah. It's not affecting us too much, but we used to we used to win games 1-0 and we, we used to praise our defence like that. Yeah. You've got to go out there and make a stand. Even if it's a 1-0, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Keep your defence tight. Show this. It is a very... They've scored 15 goals in the league. They score yeah. goals. You've got to you've got to shut them down for me. Absolutely. So yeah, let us know your score predictions uh, and your preferred 11s in the comments below. Check back for the start and 11 prediction show, which I'm going to somehow manage to cobble together. Pick a midfield for that one, um, gents. That's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for watching, liking, sharing, and subscribing. And we'll be back post match. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.